Welcome to today's episode of Champions Chat. We are joined by Ben Broughton, who is our CEO and founder of Premise Talent. Most of you may know who Ben is, but for those of you who don't, Ben, please introduce yourself and welcome. Thank you, Luz. Pleasure to be here. Um, so yeah, my name is Ben Broughton. I've been in recruitment for, for 22 uh, fantastic years. Um, sad, very sad, but I, I love my job. Not many people can say that. Um, but yeah, I've been recruiting 22 years. Um, this is uh, my career started with S3. Um, then I went on to be managing director of a, a recruitment technology firm for 15 years and then launched Premise um, just over 18 months ago, 19 months ago. Uh, in that time, we've grown from, from zero to just under 40 heads, um, four offices across the UK and the US um and just uh just un, just over sorry six million sale, uh, revenue in terms of sales so yeah it's been a great success story and um obviously you and dni are playing a huge part of that yeah of course of course and i mean i've known you i mean back many years when i was actually doing 360 recruitment for you um but obviously i now have the honor of building and looking after your dni piece here at premise so i mean obviously you know, I love my role and I love the DNI piece, but what is it that you saw as the main value of introducing DNI and it being our USP? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's two two things behind this. First of all, it is the ethically the right thing to do for your business. And I think you know, yeah. the message from, you know, all the kind of the, the bigger companies obviously starting it and it now leading down to the, the entire industry and marketplace. Um, technology sector is one that I've always been in. And I think it, you know, first kind of came to light with me looking at the you know, females in the technology sector and how underrepresented they are and how we need to do more as an organization to really champion and, and get females back into the tech sector or, or really kind of growing that kind of emphasis of the within there. But ethically, it's number one, the right thing to do for, for your organization. But secondly, it shows that you're going to have a better business. Like all the stats are there in terms of you will have more happy, happier employees, you'll have better retention, you'll have better profits. So, you know, any kind of CEO that's that's looking at their business today and isn't taking this seriously, I just think is mad. And I think, you know, the fact that we can do our jobs, we can really, you know, do something very different for our clients and something that makes us stand out, but also really make a difference in the industry. For me, absolutely no brainer as to why premise needs to be built built around this. Absolutely, absolutely. And tell those listening a little bit about some of the work that we do internally and some of the stuff that like I've helped you help you build, really. Definitely, yeah. So <clears throat> I mean we can't go out to our client base and talk about DNI unless we're doing it internally and we're, you know, singing from the same hymn sheet and, and practicing what we preach. So super, super important that we monitor all of our stats around DNI internally. So we're looking at the, you know, the data. Data is, is so important with DNI because unless you have the data, you can't analyze where you are and look at where you get trying to get to. Um, the allyship program for me internally has just been a game changer, better than better than I can ever imagine it was going to be. Obviously, it was it was great for us in terms of we're educating our, our staff internally. People are taking ownership of stuff. People are doing their own research. And, you know, when we see the, some of the presentations, Lucy, as you know, that people put together, the quality of content and the, the, the research people go away and do is just amazing. You know, people really do take it seriously because they're so passionate about it. I think that's incredible. But the yeah. one thing that our allyships have done is it's created a safe space where people can talk about their own experiences, what they've been through, what they've experienced, and people really open up. And I think that as a business, 
culturally as well, that brings us a lot closer together because people feel that they can share, people feel they can open up. Um, and it just brings everyone closer together because, you know, you, you're sharing something very personal with a lot of people, with your colleagues and with your team members. Um, so, yeah, the value there has just been absolutely incredible from our allyship programme and the feedback we get from our staff, you know, from when we do pulse surveys every single month is that they see such good value in them and they really are an integral part of our business. Yeah, and do you know what? Talking on the point of allyship and being vulnerable, one of our uh, first like mental health sessions last last year, one of the teams started talking about their own experience with mental health and like really yeah. opening up. And I remember yeah. sitting there and just thinking, this is so amazing because this is things that you don't you don't talk about anything that you've been diagnosed mental health wise with really you know unless you need to and this person obviously when mentioned names just opened up without even being asked about experiences yeah. that they've had and like what they've been diagnosed with and to be able to have that in a workplace I think is just like su has such unparalleled benefits and such a unique space for us to yeah. be in. 100 percent 100 percent and again to reiterate this you know you don't want to be forcing people right so it's, it's only oh, yeah, people, oh God, yeah, only people kind of feel comfortable and that's why it's so, so great as you said because this person felt comfortable enough to talk about it and open up about it which is just yeah amazing as yeah, you say yeah. no it's so amazing i loved that yeah. moment i was like this is a real like proud finish moment game changing yeah <laughs> so i mean what do you believe is like your mission you know you've created this amazing business dni is the usp what is your mission moving forward where are we going to be in a few years time yeah, I mean, it's generally to make a difference and and to be known for the company that has has made differences and given opportunities to people that necessarily wouldn't have had opportunities if we weren't here, if we weren't you know charging and, and leading from the front like we're trying to. You know, we've already got some incredible case studies with some FTSE 100 companies that we have genuinely gone in and made a difference to their DNI footprint and worked with them not just on recruiting but on training and and um educating their leadership team on how to improve DNI within their business. So I think for us, you know, we want to continue that journey. We want to continue educating. And I think, you know, the, the thing to remember with DNI is everyone's on a journey, right? And everyone's on a yeah. different journey and people are starting at different places within that journey. Um, but just do something like, you know, make, if we can get, if we can get, you know, one more client to make a difference to, to start their journey with us, then that's a win for the business, right? So I think just moving forward, continue to educate, continue to work with, with our clients and partner with our clients to, to really truly make a difference to the DNA landscapes of their, their individual businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about diversity and inclusion journey, because I believe it's it's a journey where it's not linear. No one never has ending. like all the, exactly yeah. never ending. It's not like it's not like you can read a book and think, oh, God, I'm like, I'm so good at DNI. It's like yeah. it's such a journey. And like, what would you say? Obviously, you know, we've dealt with so many clients at the beginning of their journey, middle of their journey, wherever it might be for those clients thinking, oh, God, I really need to start my journey. But like, where on earth do I start? I mean, what is your like your tip? Top yeah. Well, obviously, call Lucy Grover is the number yeah. one tip. Without, <laughs> without, call me. <laughs> obviously, uh, no, but I just, I just think you know, reach out and and don't be afraid to ask questions. That was the one thing that I struggled with very much at the beginning. Is you know, you don't want to say the wrong thing, so you're afraid to ask the questions. Um, and I think you know, find people, uh, surround yourself with people where you feel comfortable. You explain to them, look, this is all really super new to me, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my foot in it at some point, and I'm really, you know, I'm sorry, but just surround yourself with people. Where where you feel it's a good environment, you feel you can ask questions and be open with people, 
Um, but, you know, I think just ask questions is the, the, the number one bit of advice I'd give to anyone. Research. There's so much out there in terms of if you're a, a reading person, if you're a podcast person, if you're a YouTube person, like there's so many different media media outlets that you can you can go and get information and just try and research and just learn about it. Because, you know, as I said, the, the educational piece of this is the most important. If you're not prepared to put time in and do do the research, you're not going to be able to progress your thoughts, your your opinions and how you view things. Um, and just you know, talk to people, talk to people from different backgrounds and different ways of life about their experiences, about what they've been through, um, because that's, again, just the best way to learn and, and just educate yourself, I think, most importantly. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the 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 note on you sometimes will put your foot in it or like people are afraid to ask questions. I remember one of the things that's like stuck with me the most is like when I first started working with you, um, shout out to, to the amazing Chikare. She yeah. said to me, she was like, don't be afraid to ask a question because you, you can ask questions. And even though you may not know the answer, it's still okay for you to ask these questions. And I felt like that piece of advice stuck with me so well, because I was so mortified to ask anything that someone would might think that I was like, I don't know, racist or sexist or whatever yeah. you, you could be. Yeah. But I think asking questions is like so key to starting your DNI journey internally as a business or even, you know, if you're looking to support clients externally as a business. Totally, totally. There's no, no such thing as a bad question. So yeah, the more the more you ask, the more you learn. Simple as that. And I think that as long as you're very open with people in terms of where you are in your journey, um, you know, I think that's that's the most important thing. And people will respect you for it. You know, people as long as you're looking to to learn more and engage and make a difference, and people will respect that and and um, and help you. Absolutely, absolutely. And what do you think that the key benefits? are to a business whether it be a recruitment agency or a you know one of our clients to considering starting their dni journey i think um i think first of all if if you know we're going to be in a situation in very shortly where i mean we're already seeing it now okay when we're when we're going to tender for to work with clients what are you doing about DNI? You know, the questions are being asked of companies you know what what are you doing to, to really make a difference and make sure that you are doing the right thing when it comes to DNI within your business. Um, and I think companies are going to start demanding that you are on this journey. And I think if you're not doing that and not putting it forward and, and embracing it within your business, you're going to get left behind because it's going to become the, the norm. If it's not already very much so the norm in a lot of businesses. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think that that for one, you know, don't get left behind. Obviously, ethically, it's the right thing to do. So just do it because if you're not, you're a you know you need you need to be left behind. Um, and third, I think you know for just improving culture in your business, improving the way people view your organisation, and just making sure that you're creating a healthy a healthy environment. You know, would you like an office full of people that all say the same thing and think the same way and give the same opinion? Or would you like an office where people challenge, people come up with new ideas, they get fresh ideas because they've all come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, and everyone has a different opinion, but everyone's working together in collaboration to get the best result for your business. So for me, they're, they're the, probably the three main things I'd say. Amazing. And what challenges have you seen in hiring for our own business? Because obviously, I mean, as far as tech sales companies go in London, our workforce is really diverse, our board is really diverse, but there have been challenges along the way, right? Yeah. Um, what challenges have you seen and how have you overcome them? Yeah, I think um, obviously for, for a small business, you know, if you're looking at you know, when we were five or six people to have a diverse five or six people, you know, it's, it's quite hard to, to do potentially because yeah. 
you know, to, to get diversity in six people when you're hiring. As we've got bigger, it's got easier for us to, to make sure we've got a diverse mix within the organization. Um, but I think it's very much just making sure that, you know, we're doing the stuff that we're saying we're doing, you know, that we, we are doing for our clients, which is, you know, wide funnels in terms of um, candidates that we're sourcing, looking at our routes to market, looking at where we're looking to source these candidates from. So, you know, not just the the standard typical routes of let's go to you know Chelsea estate agents and, and look at those guys and see you know, yeah. look, there's anything wrong with Chelsea estate agents. But, you know, just that that's our <laughs> one route to market. Right. We'll only go and look at Chelsea estate agents because we know that they're good recruiters. It's opening your vision. You know, OK, this this person isn't the typical, but do they have the right characteristics, the right drivers, the right motivators? that will make a good recruiter open up your eyes open up that that kind of you know tunnel vision that we have or recruiters can have in terms of what they're looking for the standard typical profile recruiter it's not it's not that you know it, it doesn't have to be like that yeah I know and I would agree you know like kudos to you for like creating an environment where we do have diversity in our team because there's actually nothing worse than being part of an office and like I have had this before and I'm sure you have where every single person in the room all looks the same and the moment someone walks in that is interviewing that is just slightly different in any way everyone sits there and goes oh my god they're not going to get the job oh my god they're not going to get the job and one it's toxic as anything but two it's such an appalling way to hire because you have no idea on someone's ability just by just by looking at them yeah totally could could not agree more and I, and as you say as you have been you know i've been been you know victim of that in the, in the past as well and i think the it just doesn't make sense to me you know just why would you not want a variety of different opinions and people in a room to come up with the best ideas that you could possibly come up with it, you know it's just it's just not logical which is for some companies mad yeah, I agree. I agree. And actually, on that note, I was reading a piece by Forbes recently that literally says that so the top CEOs from all around the world, if you said to them, what is the one thing that you want from your workforce? Their answer is creativity, because yeah. creativity breeds um, productivity and output and you know innovation, yada, yada. When you have a room that's all filled with the same people, you're never going to get creativity. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a no brainer for anyone, right? Yeah, totally. And you, and you don't want people the same as you because you can come up with the ideas, right? You don't want people that's going to sit there and go, yeah, it's a great idea. You want people that are going to push back and, and challenge you. You know, all, all the great leaders say, employ people underneath you that are better than you, because that's how you're going to, you know, how you're going to get yourself and your business to the next next level, basically. So, yeah, don't employ people the same as you. Get people different, different mindsets, different backgrounds, different ways of looking at things. Your business will do better. Like, it's not just, this is the whole thing that I find funny. Like, it's not just ethically the right thing to do. It's better for your business. So why would you not want to implement this? I agree. And what do you what do you think? And this is probably something that like I feel like I speak to, you know, with all of our incredible partners that, that we're partnered with and our some of our board and our team. Companies that don't want to invest in DNI time and or money, but want the results. What would be a key piece of advice that you would give them, especially having gone on the journey yourself, right? What do you think can help them understand why it's so vital for, for their business? I just think, you know, look at the stats, right? Let's put let's put the stats at the end of this podcast, loose. Like the stats there, uh, you know, it's black and white that this is a positive thing for your business. Um, there's so many, so many companies out there, as we know, that will pay a lip service to this and they will say, oh, you know, the Instagram posts on the right day of the month to say, you know, we're making a difference, we're doing this. 
anybody can do on socials. It's about what you do on a day to day within your business that matters um, and consistency of approach. Right. You can't just say we're going to do it once and then and then you don't do it again. It's got to be consistent. The message has to be consistent. Um, so I think look at this. If people aren't embracing this or, or aren't starting the journey, look at the stats, look at the figures. It makes sense. You know, there's so much data, there's so much research behind this that proves if you take this seriously and really invest your time in it, the dividends and payback will be not only ethically correct, but yeah. profitability for your business, it will be right. Um, and yeah, just just don't don't pay lip service to it because it's lip service is the easy thing, but you will not see the benefits. No, and I also think as well now with social media, it's so easy to see straight through it. Like performative action is so key. Yeah. And like you see with all these like gl global companies and 50% of their social media around UK and Europe, they pay lip service and around, you know, other side of the world, they don't do anything. Yet they think that by posting, I don't know, changing their flag to a pride flag for four weeks. makes box. Yeah. yeah, literally. And they think that all of a sudden people are going to come and, you know, use their services because they put they, they put a rainbow and it just like mind boggles me that there are actually some people out there that fall for it. One, but like yeah. two, that they think it's an acceptable way to um to what's what I'm looking for. Behave is the wrong word, but like I think it's very obvious when a business lives and breathes DNI versus we're just gonna pay someone to change something on, on our marketing. Yeah, you can see it. You can see straight through it. And uh, you know we've we've seen come across businesses that are, you know, we'll, we'll run a training session, we've ticked a box and that's it now. Okay. You know, we're done. We're done with DNI for the next 12 months. But it's about the follow-up. Once you've done that training, how do you then implement it into the day-to-day -day operation of your business? And you can see it a mile away. Now you know now that we've obviously got experience with this, we can genuinely see which companies take it seriously on a day-to-day -day and which just want to you know tick a box and I think for any candidate looking to go and work for a business do your research right yeah. are they just ticking a box or is it genuinely happening on a day-to-day -day basis within the business a thousand percent and I couldn't imagine even going into a workplace that doesn't even have DNI on their radar like so many people yeah. these days do not want to work for a business if they don't they don't have diversity and inclusion at the core of what they do in some respect. Yeah. And I think that sometimes clients always believe that like they have the power when they're recruiting, but actually in a world where what your candidates want is changing so quickly, you have to adapt and be ready to say, actually, okay, cool, this is what candidates want. Therefore, we need to be embedding this into our business to get the workforce we need to get our business to where it needs to be. Totally, absolutely smart. Yeah. And so talking, you know, around the amazing benefits and what businesses can you know look to reap in the future when they when they consider diversity and inclusion what are some of the biggest business wins that you have seen since you and i've been working on on this dni piece totally so i mean the one that springs to mind is is a very large company um who who partnered with us over to hire 50 people um and it was really looking at to make a targeted difference around the dni and the makeup within this business uh within a specific part of this business um and what we did we partnered with them obviously yourself delivering training to the leadership team delivering training to everybody that was involved in the in the cv review interview process um and the results were, were outstanding like the client was incredibly happy we genuinely changed the dni makeup of this section of the business off the back of the recruitment drive that we did um so you know it, it was an amazing feeling and kudos to you kudos to the entire team because you know we genuinely made a difference when it came to selecting a funnel of diverse candidates and moving shifting the needle within this business within the dni makeup of the team 
Yeah, and do you know what's actually so nice is because I always feel like I'm such a people person, right? I like people being happy. And I was speaking to one of the candidates that we were working with on this process on the phone. And she said to me, just said like how valued she felt in this process going into a tech organisation, which is very male dominated and how she feels that there was so much transparency around one, like the interview process, ensuring that it was really diverse, but two, being treated equally as a woman and knowing that she's going in without having a pay gap and that there was so much open and honesty around all of that in the process. And I just feel like that makes this role so worthwhile that you've got one, we've got, you know, client on a global scale, a massive company, which is really happy, which is obviously incredible, but also all the people along the way are so pleased. And also as well, I suppose from business perspective, they're more likely to stay and be retained, which is amazing for us. But also, again, as you say, ethically, just the right thing to do. Like it's so, so rewarding. Yeah. And the as you say, the candidate experience, if you have that kind of experience going into the business, you know they put it as a priority. It's just even if you don't get the job, you'll go and tell all of your friends about how amazing that experience was because of how they progressed and how they did things. Um, so, yeah, just the, the knock on effect to implementing this and doing it properly to your wider business is, yeah, it's it's unquestionable. Yeah, I think as well, it gains us or, you know, gains the business, gains our consultants a lot more respect in the industry so like I always I love using the example of TJ from in in New York so TJ is one of our consultants in New York who had done in we'd done like inclusive uh, recruitment training around the interview process and how her client wanted an all-male interview panel and she just turned around and was like this is why we need to change it this is why we need diversity and the client was just mind-blown he was like oh my gosh I respect you so much this is incredible like you know and if we didn't have that in our business, that client may not even choose to be working with us anymore. We may not have placed yeah. there. Yeah. And I just think that it's like, that is what makes this so valuable. Like without that yeah. training, without that knowledge, we wouldn't be in that position with that client. Yeah, totally. And and let's not, you know, let's address the other in the room. Recruitment consultants enjoy the job because of their placing candidates. They're making commission, right? But yeah, 100%. on top of that, if there's also the the I've made a difference ethically for this DNI for this business, it's another motivates another driver to come in and do, and do well and be successful in your job. And going home at night knowing that you're genuinely making a difference to people's lives and to companies and driving this message to the industry, it's just another you know another massive boost to your your life, your morale, and how you're feeling on a day to day basis. So yeah, it's um it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> exactly yeah. and what what do you want to see let's say two parts of this question what do you want to see from us as a business in 2023 and you know where you want us to be by the end of the year but also what do you want to see from our clients and the dni space yeah so i think um you know the what we're seeing at the moment in our market space is companies 500 plus heads have a head of DNI. They're, they're taking, they're investing money, they're investing into DNI. The one thing I don't want to see is if, as the market tightens, people stop investing money in DNI because you know it, it, it shouldn't be the first place to cut, cut money. It should be the first place to invest money. If you want to retain your staff, if you want to keep new staff, you know, keep attracting people to your business, keep investing in DNI. Um, but I want to see the smaller companies really start to take advantage of it. I want to see the smaller people in the market who are tech startups new companies the organization new companies starting up that's the time to get this right that's the time to put solid foundations in your business so as you grow and as you scale 
you have a diverse organization. It's much easier to do it from the beginning than to yes. get to a point where you're three, four heads and then try and rewind the clock and, and start yeah. again. Right. So for me, if we you know the more people we can partner with at those early stages um, and it's not a big expense, you know, to get training, to make sure your processes are in place, to make sure everything you're doing is encouraging a diverse workforce that's where I think we can start to really make a, a, a stronger difference. Uh, because look, the, U, the UK economy especially, known for tech startups, known for really breeding fantastic, fast growth, hyper growth tech, tech unicorns. So if we can make sure that as a business, they're the companies that we're partnering with to help them on the journey from the beginning stages, which we already have some incredible case studies for, that's I feel where we can make a, a bigger difference to the, to the UK and obviously the US as well in terms of growth and, and D&I makeup. Yeah, I mean, and as someone who has done it, done it themselves for a business which is small, and now we're almost what fifty heads. I can confirm it is much easier to do it much when easier. the business is smaller. <laughs> Even at fifty heads, sometimes I feel like I have too many heads to try and make this all work. But we always do make it work. But yeah. can confirm the smaller the business when you start, the easier it is to to make it happen and make it stick. And also, if you do it when your business is small and you have that expectation and as you hire people, this is who we are, this is what we are as a business, the business grows that way. If you hire yeah. people and then eight months down the line, you go, actually, plot twist, we're yeah. now going to be this different business. Yeah. People aren't really going to buy into it. Whereas I think one of our benefits is that when you interview and when we go through this process, it's like, hi, this is who we are as a business. We are a recruitment agency, but DNI is at the forefront of everything that we do. So we yeah. have a workforce that's built on, yeah. on it. Put it in your roots, it's in your roots of your business, right? And the roots start from the very early foundation. So, so put it in there, make sure it's part of the business. And as you scale and grow, and again, it's got to come from top down. Um, you know, we're seeing that we see that so many businesses, don't we, where you know they try and implement it, but it's not coming down from top down. Um, you know, it's got to happen, it's got to come through. The message has to be strong from top down, otherwise, it just doesn't doesn't uh, hit at the right spot. So, yeah, definitely that that's our goal for next 12 months. And it's super exciting and I'm very pleased to be on this journey with you. Um, but thank you ever so much for joining us today on our first season of Champions Chats, talking all about DNI in the workspace. Um, thank you ever so much. And all of those statistics that we spoke about will be listed below. Uh, but do you have anything to add before we finish up today? No, just keep being amazing, Lisa Grover. And reach out <laughs> to her if you want some training. Thanks, Liz. Yes, please do. Cheers. <laughs>